This podcast features adults drinking beer and using adult language. You've been warned. Tasha Station Brewhouse, where we combine the three best things in the universe, Star Wars, sports, and beer. What's not to love? Hi, Keeks. Oh, hello there. Uh, hey, wh- what the fuck? You're in the wrong hemisphere again. I know. It's late at night. Well, not late. It's late for me at night. But don't worry, I'm very awake because I'm very jet-lagged. <laughs> oh, jet-lag. Is there anything you can't solve? Oh my god, it's just... It, I don't understand why nine hours is somehow the worst. <laughs> And like it's, I think it's worse than twelve. Honestly, I I mean twelve hours. It's like okay, I'm halfway off where I should be, and you can work from there. A third of the way off in your day, that's just bad. Yeah, I know. Everybody loves to hear me complaining about jet lag. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Keeks, who was our guest today? Oh, we have at Real Baby Bird. Um, she is our new co-host for. Uh, Bookworse Pod, if you follow that. Um, her first episode where we're covering Leia, Princess of Aldron, I believe dropped today, if this drops the same day, either it, today or yesterday. It actually dropped about 45 minutes ago. It sure did. Uh, inexplicably, I posted it many hours ago, and it posted 45 minutes ago. Very confusing. Um, <laughs> but I blame Denmark, as usual. Um but yeah, so Miranda is here. Say hi, Miranda. Yeah, hi guys. Thanks for having me on. Very excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, congratulations on the new gig on on uh, Book Wars Pod. Well, thank you. Also, very excited to be there. Awesome, awesome. Well, shall we dive in and talk about what we're drinking lately? Yep. Yeah. Because that's a thing we do, I suppose. Uh, let's see. Uh, for me, um, I tried something new. Uh, I tried Copper Tail's Unholy Triple. It's not great, Bob. Uh, so yeah, it's a triple. And typically I like triples, but, um, I'd really only recommend this if you like the taste of blended up tulips. I mean, that is my personal favorite kind of smoothie. So like... You might like this one then. (laughs) No, that sounds terrible. I'm going to be very honest with you. I will uh, not be trying that anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I I really like triples. And I tried this one, and it was like a big mouthful of liquefied tulip and compost. That sounds disgusting. Uh, it was really not good. I've had two... I've had two... I bought a sixer. I've had two sitting on top of my fridge for like a week and a half now, and I cannot bear to have another one. Oh my god, go just like donate them. Bring I, them back to the beer store and be like, I can't drink these. Please put them in your give one them, off. Give them to a good home. I'm not exactly. the good home. Uh, it's, <laughs> it was so bad. And it, it's doubly disappointing because I typically like Coppertail's other offerings. This one was just not great at all. 
Uh, yeah. Where are they out of? Where I'm not familiar with Copper them. Copper I think they're local here. Let me double check. Copper Tail Brewing is out of, uh, yep, out of Tampa, Florida. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, they're one of our local breweries, and I've had other stuff from them that's good, but um, that was uh, that was a whiff on their part. Uh, and speaking of other th- other things that were may or may not have been a whiff, um, last batch I made in the Pico was Cousin Stupid Grand Crew uh, from Stickman Brewery, and it was pretty good. Um, but uh, I think I screwed up making it and overpitched yeast, so. There were some fruity tones that I was not expecting uh, out of a Belgian uh, like that. Interesting. What is that? Sti- which Stickman is that? Is that Portland Stickman or somewhere else Stickman? Uh, that's a great question. Hang Sorry. on one second. <laughs> uh, why don't you talk about one of yours while I look that up on Pico's website? Miranda, you just moved to Portland, so I, I talk, did just talk, move to Portland. Talk to the people about. Uh, <laughs> talk to the people about what you've been drinking since you know i also live there and they're bored of hearing my voice (laughs) so i have been drinking a lot of different beers and i'm gonna be very honest with you i have forgotten half of them um one am i allowed to drink on this podcast by the way absolutely Uh, fuck yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna crack spill it everywhere uh so Today I'm drinking um, a beer from a local brewery, uh, Migration, the Mohazic. It's a hazy IPA. Ooh. I'm assuming they use mosaic hops in it. It's uh, it's like a big tropical juicy IPA, which is definitely like my favorite thing about moving to Portland so far. There's so many of them. Uh, recently uh, had uh, Space Fruit, which is... I think also a very tropical IPA from Coalition Brewing. Um, I've been drinking a lot of Rainier. <laughs> That's Rainier. Not anything, not anything special, but, um, you know, I traded in my Natty Bow for Rainier when I moved out here. I, I, I feel that's a fair trade. It's close <laughs> enough. It's like basically the same beer. I mean, nothing tastes like the same. Like, it, you know, I missed, I missed yingling so don't don't talk to me about like all shit beers taste the same but that's just like an unreasonable thing you move you move away from it and it's like yeah the beer's still not great but it's what you're used to and you miss it and you can't get it yeah when when i moved out i gave up uh, rainier and inherited yingling myself so that's the shitty beer i've got now so I'm I'm so, so excited jealous. To, to go home uh, for the first time since I moved out here. I'm gonna be heading back out east in a few months. But all I want to do when I get there is just like mainline Yingling. There's Which, nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's all I do when I'm back in DC <laughs> or at home. So it's like. Anything, any special requests? Yes. Could you get six cases of Yingling? I'm going to drink a six pack, <laughs> but six cases should make me feel better. We are learning a lot about the host's shitty beer taste this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miranda has them too. We, we've all got we've all got shitty beer favorites. It's like comfort food. That's exactly right. That's what ex- seriously what it is. Yingling, Rainier. It's chicken soup for the beer drinker. 
Oh, it's from PA. You just put that in the document. Yes. I can't open the document on my computer for some reason, but I can on my phone. It's very, uh, very special. Everything is very special. Your new I'm work across. laptop is special. I know. You know, just it, I just blame Denmark. It's. I think my computer is also jet lagged. Very tired, but that's fine. <laughs> I I can multitask. I can have Skype open and hold my phone. Thank God. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Stickman Brewing out of Pennsylvania. And yeah, pretty good, but I over I pitch too much yeast, I think. So a little too fruity. Um, if you've got a Pico out there, uh, what I have discovered and what other folks have I've talked to on the forums have discovered is uh, Pico says pitch half the yeast packet uh, for the Pico C and the Pico Pro. Uh, you want to pitch about a teaspoon to a teaspoon and a half if it's a high ABV. So significantly mm. less than what they recommend. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, now you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just like specifically for high ABV, it sounds like? Uh, no, a little less for high ABV and more for just the uh, brew keg size. So um, okay. I, I don't know where they got the half a packet from, but for the 1.75 liter brews that the, uh, that the Pico C does, it really just seems rule of thumb one to one and a half teaspoons interesting otherwise it will uh, come out a little too stone fruity no matter what you make which is sometimes good and most of the time not what you're going for yeah, so- sometimes <laughs> sometimes good <laughs> like yeah uh, like your um like your hondo beer uh going a little more with the stone fruit on that was pretty good um, with the, uh, double IPA I made a while back, not so great. That makes sense. Uh, and last thing I've been drinking is, uh, Cigar City, ha- Cigar City's High Lie is back on my regular, I'm out somewhere locally and just want something on tap. So, uh, have either of you had Mac and Jack's? Yes. Okay, so- I have never heard of that. It, you, we'll have some when you get back, Miranda. Yeah, okay. yeah, you- It's an a- African amber. Yeah, so imagine the gravity and heft of um, Mac and Jack's, but an IPA. Oh, shit. It's a really interesting beer. Kind of one of those, uh, kind of one of those meals in a glass. I love Mac and Jack's. (laughs) That, that is the beer I miss most from home. It's, it's just so good. It's just like old reliable. It is, uh, it's... When you're in the mood for one, there's like nothing else that will quench that. Nothing, and I, it kills me. I cannot find it anywhere out here. Like yeah. they don't, they don't bottle. I don't think. No, they probably don't. <laughs> which is which is a bummer. But uh, again, yeah. Pacific Northwest beers are like, no, we don't need to. <laughs> and meanwhile, all the Pacific Northwest expats are very sad. Super, super sad. Uh, but yeah, Miranda, you should definitely uh, track down a Mac and Jacks and uh, uh, find the other Northwest Comfort beer. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Is it? You said it's an amber. Yeah, uh, an African okay. amber. They bill it as. I don't know what that means, but I will look for that. It's a. Uh, it's pretty readily available on tap. Many places you go out there. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the places that we go, Miranda, just because they're beer bars, actually won't have it on tap. <laughs> but <Well>. normal bars <laughs> will usually have it. <laughs> uh, y- yes, the normal bars will have it. <laughs> Not the f- 78 beer beers on tap beer bars. 
listen, we have they're so readily available, Brian. Why would we go anywhere else? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, what else have you had, Keeks? Oh, so I'm back in Denmark. If you're uh, curious about what kind of stuff I'm drinking out here, give us a follow on um, TS Brewhouse on Twitter. That's just, you know, TS stands for Tashi Station, if you didn't figure that out. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I very lazily connected my uh, my untapped to our Twitter. So now when I uh, check in a new beer, it auto-tweets. So if you're interested in what kind of weird European beers I'm drinking, um, usually it's just I go up to uh, either the bar that I usually go to, which is called McKellar, um, or there's like a food cart place um, and they have like a good little like craft beer bar in there and I just go give me whatever you guys are drinking right now <laughs> IPA wise um, and then they pour it for me so uh, if you're interested in any of that uh, check out the Twitter um, but yeah I'm uh, drinking War Pigs Frank the Tank which I talked about I believe on the the last episode from when I was here last, but it's just an old, reliable American pale ale. Um, it's fruity and hazy and, and easy drinking. So that's kind of what my go-to is when I'm here in Denmark anyway. Um, other than that, very exciting news uh, out of Portland. Well, actually more specifically out of Hood River, um, Freem Brewing, which is a, uh, one of my favorite breweries in the state. Um, they're actually, I, I think they like bought that Miranda. If you didn't read this article in one of the local magazine things, news mag or whatever they're called, like the free local newspaper, um, thingy mabobs um they acquired like more space in hood river um so they're expanding the shit out of their production which is good for everyone because they make amazing beer um and that means they're gonna get uh they're gonna get more beer out to more people in more places so we are never angry about that um any excuse i can ever find to go to hood river and go to freem i always do it um, we get a pretty good selection in Portland as far as bottles and things are concerned. Um, a little bit more heavy on like the bottle condition stuff that they put out, which they have a lot of. Um, but they're kind of fresh, fresher IPAs uh, is what I'm really hoping they're going to start <laughs> bottling and pushing out to Portland because that's uh, kind of the best thing about going to their tap room is they have uh, a bunch of, um, you know, drink it, drink it ASAP. These are delicious IPAs. Um, so we were there two weekends ago, Miranda, three weekends ago. Um, I want to say two weekends ago. It was great. <laughs> like it <Yeah>. always is. <laughs> uh, very delicious. I don't really remember. Uh, I was driving, so I'm pretty sure I had like, like two beers and, uh, they weren't anything too exciting, but do you remember what you had, Miranda? Uh, I do not. I think it <laughs> Sorry, was. Sorry, not to put you on the spot. Um, I think it was a pale. I think it was also heavy on the mosaic hops. Uh, it was pretty tasty. Could not tell you about it. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually my go-to for Freem is their Pilsner, which I know I did not have then. Um, but that is also very good, uh, I, especially if you're into Pilsners. It's super easy drinking. Uh, very tasty. And that one you find a lot, like on tap. That's a lot of mm-hmm. like recent more recently that's a lot of like what 
bars are putting on it as a pilsner now, which is great because it's actually a really interesting pilsner and not particularly too pilsnery, if you know what I mean, if you don't like pilsners. But and it's it's a little bit higher in alcohol, I think, than most pilsners. Unsurprisingly, was is, is is it like five four Miranda? Um, I don't know why I'm asking you. I could just I, look it up because you don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I I will nod and say yes. I will believe that, but I have no idea. I have a broken brain, and for some reason, it's just I <laughs> I have this information, and I will never get brain space back from it. <laughs> uh, five four for a pilsner that is pretty strong for a pills yeah i think it's five four or five two let me look i mean also i solved i solved the the where where is the outline it's you you shared it to the book horse pod but that's fine (laughs) did i crap shit (laughs) it is the frame pilsner is 4.9 oh i'm full of shit don't listen to me ever again (laughs) (laughs) okay that's a little more in line with what i expect from a pills Yeah, what do what do I know? Um, don't answer that. <laughs> but oh, I think break sides is like five four, isn't it? I will please look, look it up. up. Please, please look it up for me. Thank you. I, I appreciate a- you. You're a great friend and a great co-host. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the name of it again? Uh, uh, yeah, what's break? I don't know what break sides is called. So break side is a Portland local, um, and. They're, it's kind of between Freem and them are like the two Pilsners that you see on most often, I would say. Gotcha. So the ABV on the break side is five. All right. Well, I don't know what I'm thinking of. This has been a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got uh, break side pills on uh, Beer Advocate pulled up. That is a 5-2 they have it listed as. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And they have a bunch of different pills. So I, I knew break sides was a little bit hotter. They, they always... <laughs> They're, all of their beer is relatively high alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got um, to have uh, your own shtick, I guess. I know. Um, but although their beer is amazing. They make incredible beer. So next time you're back in the Pacific Northwest, we got to find a way for you to get to to Breakside. Um, I've definitely talked about them on the show before, but they, uh, they just do really, really great work. Um, the other thing I've been drinking, and if you've listened to this pod before, you know I'm a huge fan of Fort George Brewing out of Astoria, Oregon. Um, and I believe uh, I described in probably explicit detail, knowing me, um, <laughs> the Fields of Green IPA. That's like their experimental IPA that they kind of change uh, little things here and there as far as like hops and yeast and um things like that and then they kind of put it out um uh on a limited release basis for that specific batch um so i found out they actually have uh the same thing going for a double ipa that they make (laughs) so um (laughs) and that i think that one's relatively new i think that one has only come out with two or three batches whereas fields of green i think is on like 10 or 15 at this point um they do a porter as well and because i'm annoying and didn't want to try it i have not tried it (laughs) um i should try it at some point but yeah the so it's the fields of green and then there's this one that i'm talking about which is called uh i just wrote like a fields of green thank you it's called skies of wonder um and it's another one of those color changing cans it's very cool (laughs) is Um, that 
Kristen, can I ask real quick? Is that the yeah. beer that we had a couple of weeks ago? That like orange and gray one, the orange and gray can. Maybe. Tall boys. Uh, yeah, the tall. Yeah, that yeah. it came with. And it came it came in a four pack. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's exactly the one. Um, <laughs> so if anybody's interested in what that looks like and why they're doing it and kind of what their thought is behind that, you can go to fortgeorgebrewery.com slash gone, G-O-N-E. Um, and it's literally just like, here are the different, oh, the, the porter, is it a porter? It's either, a, I don't know, the porter, the dark beer. <laughs> the dark beer is called Waves of Silence that they're doing this with. So, um so Skies of Wonder is described as a uh, wondrous imperial IPA, typically hazy, just like the skies over Astoria. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we had their, uh, it's called 1999. Not really sure why it's called 1999, but they all have like different code names. Um, but I think that's probably the best beer I've had uh, lately, for sure. It was insanely palatable. It was big, but didn't drink big. So it was danger. Um and uh it was it was great yeah i think that i think that's the one you're thinking of miranda i I saved one for you i believe (laughs) it was it was very balanced if i'm thinking of the right beer yeah it's like exactly what i want from an ipa yeah except for it's an imperial ipa so (laughs) oh Oh, imperial ipas there's a couple i like but that's those are tough for me really why Uh, i i don't I don't know. They they're just at least the ones I've tried. Like the last one I had, uh, Dogfish Head did an Imperial variant on their ninety ninety minute, and it was okay. just a little too. It was a little. It had a little too much of kind of stout tones to it. Mm. Interesting. And as yeah. as uh, as we've learned before, I am just not big on those uh, super stouty multi flavors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you would definitely like this one, Brian. <laughs> Waves of silence. Yeah, uh, the the uh, skies of wonder. Oh, skies of wonder. The, yeah, it's so it comes in at eight seven. <laughs> Ooh, wow, that's got some kick. Um, <laughs> so they say it's an imperial, but I would say it's much closer. Like it drinks much closer, like a double IPA. Okay. Um, but it it's not. I, I think Miranda's, it, you know, definitely hit the nail on the head. It's really well balanced. It just tastes, it tastes like an IPA, but with more flavors and not super heavy flavors in, in this particular one. So that was, uh, that was a really, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised that I liked it, but that I, I know Fort George's style of beer and I knew I would probably like it already. So um, I, they, I, they I, tend not to put out those those kind of like malt, malt heavy IPAs. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, this is going to be hop forward and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> I, I actually want to try all three of these uh, and <laughs> e- even Waves of Silence. Also, I love those Kanta signs. I know they're they're freaking awesome, and I think all three of them are color changing with the temperature. So, <laughs> eat your heart out, cores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're uh, next. The next batch. That, the I think they just canned another one right before I left. So that's the one after 1999. So if you can find that Miranda, go. To, they had them at uh, Belmont Station. Okay. Go find them. Although they're like. T- well, welcome to beer. Welcome to bougie beer. It's twenty one dollars for a four pack usually. 
<laughs> but worth it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, so for the 1999, it was uh, Strata Citroen Callista Hops, um, two row barley, torrified wheat, flaked wheat, flaked oats, golden naked oats, and the yeast was just juice. Interesting. Huh. Cool. So, yeah. And you can see all of that again on uh, com slash gone if you want to explore all of those things. I'm going to have to find, track these down the next time I'm back in the Northwest. Please. Uh, Please do it. <laughs> they sound good. Uh, anything else? <laughs> anything else for anyone? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I've just mostly been trying to you know, drink IPAs and Pilsners across the city. Uh, when I moved here, what, two and a half months ago, I did land just in time for the Winter Ale Fest. Ooh. So I went to that and had a few beers. Um, I'm not really a dark beer person, so I mostly went just to say that I went. Um, this is, no, I don't remember anything that I actually drank specifically, but... Some things were all right. Mostly just trying as many Portland beers as I can. And the options are plentiful. Yeah, it's it's not been a very hard task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w- Winter Ale Fest is one that you should go to at least once if you're in or around Portland. They closed down um, all of uh, Pioneer Square, which is like the big square downtown, and they turned it into a, a two-level beer fest. So it's uh, as much of a shit show as you're imagining. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> it's fun like once, and then you're like, why am I here? <laughs> There's so much good beer in town. I don't it, even like dark beers. <laughs> experience it once, never go back. Exactly. Uh, well, dark beers, not for us. <laughs> give us more ipas uh, we're ipa trash and we own it it's just yes, who we, we are, are. <laughs> <laughs> all right sports time and it's is it as dark a sports period for the rest of you as it is for me right now uh it's not great <laughs> could be worse i'm okay miranda's getting me into hockey i <laughs> love basketball and there's still a shitload of soccer, European soccer on. So I'm doing okay. True. And yeah, for me, the NBA is dead to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, NFL season is over. Whatever. Um, the Mariners, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> and the Sounders are in preseason. Yay. <laughs> Woo. Do, do you like watch any other? I feel like we've talked about this, but you don't watch much like other soccer, right? Uh, I watch Premier League. Uh, unfortunately, I've uh, I followed DeAndre Yedlin there. So Newcastle. Oh, boy. Fucking Newcastle is the team I chose. <laughs> Uh, I just, I'm not, I'm just not going to say anything. It's fine. I'm, I, we're, I, I'm a Man United fan, as you guys might know, and it's not like we've had a, a great season. So, but, you know, things are heading in the correct direction, and that's great, and I'm happy about it. And Ola, I love him. <laughs> I, I just want to, because of course I do. <laughs> I just want to punch all the people who told me relegation battles are fun. They're not. No, they're I, miserable. Why would they're fun for people whose teams are not getting relegated? It's but it's 
it's shitty soccer. You're watching shitty soccer for the hopes that you don't you get to play shitty soccer again next year. Okay, that's fair, but like to be fair, we're also MLS fans, so it's all relative. <laughs> it, this is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, huge shout out to Miranda for getting up at like ass o'clock and watching uh, Manchester United games with me and my two like trash ass Manchester United like diehard fans that <laughs> she hangs out with. She could not give a shit less, but she comes and drinks with us at like six o'clock in the morning. So uh, bless her heart. I know I say this on every episode, but it's tough enough watching those games on the East Coast. Y- y'all on the West Coast <laughs> watching these. I mean. Yeah, that is hardcore. Yeah, the the last game we did, uh, I think it literally started at six. Yeah, uh, it was a six. Or kick. Make, was it six? So we were at the bar at five forty-five. Mother <laughs> fuck, sitting that's in so a early. Tiny back room. Uh. Like, they weren't even selling beer yet. Like we couldn't. <laughs> They'll give you coffee. It's fine. Yeah, and I needed it. Yeah, well, I, I guess yeah, I'm a Man U fan now. So no, you don't have to be a Man U fan. I mean, we would like you to be, but you don't have to be. You get to choose. I think I'm a Man U fan, like I'm a Nats fan. <laughs> it's fine. Adopted via osmosis from those around you. <laughs> or just like I'll care, but only a little bit, and very selectively will I watch a game. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Toffee Club, though. That's our uh, that's our local soccer pub um, where we watch nearly all the Premier League games, um, or at least the Man United Premier League games. But they're they're wonderful. A couple of a uh, couple of lovely Brits own it, and um, they're they are wonderful, and they support the community in amazing ways in Portland. So shout out to them. Love Toffee Club. There is a. Fish and chips place and bar just down the street from me owned by a couple of uh, British expats. I know they do Premier League Sunday. I need to go watch some. Uh, I need to go watch some games there. Go! Oh, that sounds amazing. And I, I have been there, and they've got this great uh, lamb tiki masala dish that Ooh, yes is uh, a regular on my rotation. Um, yeah, really, the only sports for me though right now is uh, just idly watching the Sounders in preseason mode. Our strategy this year is, hey, what if we start the season with half our team not injured? <laughs> That's what we can all hope for. Yeah, what if what if we don't lose two strikers on our depth chart right before the season starts? What if we're not down to our fourth string right back? Let's try that. <laughs> what could happen? Oh, Stay tuned. <laughs> So who knows? Maybe we'll be able to avoid the fourth straight slow start to a season while half of the first team is hurt. Some of us hope not. Some of us hope that I know. just limp along. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. It's amazing that we can even do this podcast together, honestly. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, a, it's nothing but a, a small miracle. <laughs> I think we um, found out. Did we find out that uh, we were on opposite sides of that rivalry while we were planning this podcast? I think so. <laughs> like somehow, I I knew you were from Seattle and ha- like watched soccer and just was like, oh, there's no way he's a Sounders fan. <laughs> just like, no, 
Kristen, that's how it works. That mm-hmm. makes sense. The one that doesn't make sense is mostly you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm not a DC United fan though. <laughs> ah, screw them. <laughs> Can we also agree? Screw Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Fuck Atlanta. Fuck Atlanta. Ugh, <laughs> oh, exhausting. Although I am very jealous of their like cheap beer prices. If that's also a thing that's going on in their soccer stadium, which I don't care enough about to check, but there's this whole thing. If you, if anybody wants to know, I'll like post an article about it on on the Twitter. But Atlanta's football team, um, American football team. They did everything differently than kind of like what industry standard is for their food and beverage in their new stadium where the Super Bowl just was. Um, And so they're basically making like all the beers five or six bucks. And it's insane. And I wish everybody would do that. (laughs) Okay. I'm jealous of that. Was that for the um, like the Falcons regular season or just the Super Bowl? Oh, I think it's for everything because instead of like contract, instead of like contract, and I'm just going to butcher the shit out of this because I'm overtired and I haven't looked at it in a while. So I'll post something that explains it better than I'm explaining it. But um, normally it's like you pay up front and contract out a bunch of different vendors. And basically what they did was like, fuck that, we're going in house. And that's what they did. And I don't know why that changes everything so much, but I apparently when you hire a vendor and you put money up front it just like incentivizes you to charge a shitload for the beer so you can recoup that Mm -hmm. um and it sounds like they were like we're not doing that and i was like i want no one to do that and i would love to have five dollar beers also it's very good that we don't have those (laughs) Uh, beer prices are so bad in century like well beer and food prices yeah Uh, like something like 13 dollars for some shit cores Oh, yeah. And even in the Timber Stadium, I think I think it's going up to ten seventy five this year for micros, which oh. I know is cheap. But that's yeah, that's so cheap. because <laughs> <laughs> no. I think uh, in Capital One Arena in DC, uh, it's like twelve dollars for I think the good beer and eleven for your Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. We live such difficult lives, you know? <laughs> yeah, so listeners, if you're going to a Sounders game at CenturyLink, go to Pyramid or Elysian beforehand. Don't bother at CenturyLink. Yep. It's not worth your time. <laughs> uh, um, fuck the Pats. That's the other thing I had listed under my sports. Seconded. Yeah, uh, third. Fuck the Rams, too. I was really rooting for Meteor Strike. <laughs> they're at least like a cool young team even though they were stolen and i know brian has big feelings about that <laughs> can't imagine why <laughs> yeah yeah stolen teams hmm. fuck the nfl <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's something also we can that. all agree on yeah. <laughs> um miranda do you want to talk about hockey since it is hockey season oh it is hockey season i have a lot of feelings about hockey right now uh you know it's the the lead up to the playoffs where everything's getting really tight and coming down to the wire and my washington capitals cannot string two wins together to save their fucking lives makes no sense everything's generally a disaster (laughs) i'm not too worried about it 
I'm still riding this, the high of last summer. I probably will be for several years because, God, if they if they've just been playing like garbage. Am I the only person here who cares about hockey? Because that might be a... Uh, give me about two oh. years, and then I'm probably on board. <laughs> yeah. How I've much of a mistake watching... am I making adding hockey to my life when Seattle's team starts up? Um, it, I it's think be you'll fun. be great. Hockey's great. I would recommend it to anyone and everyone. Yeah, living Miranda moved in with me and suddenly I give a shit about hockey, which I hate myself for, but also it's so fun to watch. <laughs> it's great. Listen, with the NFL plunging rapidly down the list of sports, I enjoy watching. I'm hoping to replacements. Awesome. Yeah. It's a yeah, great replacement. It's way more exciting. Great. Yeah. And you can get like the the NHL packages like pretty reasonable and you can watch it on all the things when seattle comes into existence so that'll my, be exciting my only warning for you though brian uh that's gonna suck if you're watching seattle games out east oh it already late, sucks late watching nights. everything out east <laughs> <laughs> sunday night sounders game starting at 11 uh, that's no for me <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. This, I'm like, this is why I fucking moved. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I remember being in college watching 10:30 Trailblazers tips, just like trying to do homework. I'm like, why, why? And then I moved here, and I was like, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> I everything's at a normal time. <laughs> I get one work from home day a week from my employer, and I scheduled them for Mondays because of fucking MLS games that started 11 at night. That would just be smart anyway, so I applaud you for that. Because then you good. get you get three pajama days in a row if you want. That that is pretty nice. <laughs> but yeah, thoughts and prayers. I hate being an East Coast <laughs> like being on the East Coast, being a West Coast sports fan sucks. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty awful. Miranda, what are your impressions since moving out from the East Coast? <laughs> I, I love it. Um, my, only, my only issue now is that I'm not going to be able to watch as much hockey because all of the games on the East Coast start at 4 o'clock here when I will still be at work. So I'll just Which, have to catch the end. Yeah, but, and you, you can follow it. and Believe me, you find ways to make it work. That's why we live in Portland, because we get flexible work schedules. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am very excited to be able to watch uh, the Cavs go on their West Coast swings, though. Um, Fuck yeah! You know the California teams and the NHL are all very good. Usually, not necessarily this year, but um, you know, really good games, and they'd always start at ten o'clock, and I would be awake at five thirty to get ready for work, and it was not feasible. So I can finally watch it here. It's big times. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, should we go back to uh, the beer? Should we make Miranda pick a thing? We we should make Miranda pick a thing. I should pick a thing. So yes, your favorite Star Wars character thing or whatever. Okay, so I've been thinking about this for more months than I'd care to admit. <laughs> uh, but I think in honor of me moving out to the Pacific Northwest, finally, I'd want to do a beer um, 
basically for the Pacific Northwest of the galaxy far, far away, which, of course, would be Endor. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, tell us more, Miranda. Uh, you know, there's lots of trees and shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to go with that as the name, trees and shit. <laughs> Yeah. Trees and shit and tiny bears. <laughs> oh, that's that's great, Miranda. Thank you for that. And now you can make, I assume, a uh, a very uh, hoppy and uh, tree tasting IPA. That's the like, dream. Like the trash person you are. <laughs> can I just I say, didn't... thank God we're not doing another porter or stout this month. I, I know. I was going to say, Brian's so excited that someone actually likes fucking IPAs on the show for once. No, I'm here to help. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Okay, so Endor. Endor is our beer, or our subject. Our muse. So, uh, <laughs> hopping over to Pico's Freestyle Crafter, what style are we using? Uh, where do I find the... So, Sorry. So there is a link. If you click uh, select a style, uh, that'll bring you to the freestyle crafter in the show notes. It says I have to log in. Or I will paste it into the Skype chat. Because <laughs> we can do these things. Okay, where is it? How can we make Skype worse with, worse with this update? Let's find out. There we go. Okay. Hey, so far the web app has been working relatively. I mean, the the bar to competence for Skype is so low. <laughs> okay, so we've got things like Imperial Stout, American IPA, American Pale, Porter, Amber, Lager, Saison, Vice Beer, California Common, or a Hazy. All right, Miranda, so what style are we going to go with? So, I'm thinking this is probably going to be an American IPA. Is that going to give us the uh, hop, kind of hop, no- hoppiness? Hoppiness and uh, like I, pininess we're looking for. Either that or scroll down to their description of hazy. I only say that because it's not like a real traditional description of hazy in my opinion. I think hazy is closer to what we're looking for, but I am mm-hmm. deferring to you. Let's see. Yeah, I think if we want to go a little more floral, then... That's up to you. Tropical. Hey, I I love a hazy, so we may as well try it. Okay, yeah, uh, American IPA or a hazy are both great options, I think, if we're doing an indoor beer. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, hazy then? Yeah, sure. Okay, hazy it is. All right, so, uh, the... Base uh, recipe that Pico gives us for the hazy starts at uh, 6.9 ABV, 50 nice. international bit. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> 50 IBUs <laughs> and nine on the SRM chart. Uh, so, oh, oh, the uh, the grains as well: American Two Row, Maris Otter Malt, Crystal Twenty, and uh, Flaked Oats are sort of the base grain package for this. So we can go a number of ways with this. Um, what, are, what are you thinking? Where do you want to take this beer? 
And I think if we're doing the Endor, like, my main goal is just to kind of highlight some of the, the pine flavors in it. Otherwise, you know, open to interpretation. Um, not familiar with the beer making process, so. Oh, um, in the show notes, uh, there oh. is a, an ingredients and description sheet that you can uh, get to. Uh, again, the, uh, the ingredients here, uh, I, I took, um, all of the ingredients that are available on Pico Brew's Freestyle Crafter and got descriptions, uh, from Beersmith to, uh, kind of guide you on where you want to take it. So, uh, the first sheet it opens up to is a, uh, grain sheet, um, that, uh, can give you an idea of stuff you can add to add or take away, uh, depending on what you want to go for, um, the uh, the the big or the where where was I there? So the bulk of the grains in this is uh, American two row pale, uh, kind of a standard IPA base grain. Okay. Yeah, I mean, does anything need to change in the the grain section? Uh, you we're going can, so kind kind of where we might want to add stuff to uh, not necessarily change the profile, but add more of what's already there is: um, do we want to make this more or less hop or more or less uh, alcoholic? So pump up the ABV or crank it down. Let's see. I, know, I feel like we should either like stay steady or go up a little bit because it's Endor and it's. More than you think it's going to be, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Wow. If, this, if, you, if you end up being worse than Chris on this fucking show, I'm going to be so mad. I think we all tried to reach through the screen and strangle Chris a couple times. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time for, for you to uh, start hating Miranda, so... I know. Uh, so, <laughs> if, if we... Hate. If we want to move it up, what I would do is I'd increase either the two-row pale or the uh, otter ale malt, um, uh-huh. depending on what uh, what more we want to add there. i probably lean towards adding more two-row pale. Yeah, I think that would be good. Okay, so let's see how much more it's going to let us add. So if I add another... Eight ounces, that takes us up to 7.5. And if I add four ounces, that takes us up to 7.2. Yeah, I'd go with the four ounces there. Okay. We don't really need to go okay. all the way to 7.5. Yeah, so 7.2, I mean, that's, it's pretty, it's a decent amount of kick. It's not, uh, it's not on the high end of IPAs, especially stuff that we've had, but, uh, Still, still has some decent punch to it. So, um, where we are now with the grain profiles, we're using 48 ounces of American two-row pale, uh, 24 ounces of Maris Otter Ale Malt, um, four ounces of Crystal 20, uh, and that's just to give it a little more of a uh, golden hue on the SRM scale, um, and uh, 12 ounces of Flaked Oats. Um now, before we leave this screen, we can also talk about color. Uh, if 
we we can modify this so it can be lighter or darker and all we'll have to do is modify the crystal uh 20 how much crystal 20 we're using and that's not mm-hmm. going to change the uh flavor profile too much okay so, so uh in the notes there is a uh, reference chart you can look at uh for the srm values and uh, for those of us who might not know what SRM is, can we go over that really quick? Gotcha. So SRM is a standardized way to catalog the color of your beer. So it's a scale of 1 to 40, with 1 being the lightest and 40 being the darkest. Uh, and essentially what you can do is target a specific color, and we can modify the grain profile to hit that color. Okay. So where it's at right now is nine. Um, and if you pull up that reference chart, you can see uh, roughly where that sits in there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think we could definitely go uh, a little darker on this. Okay. So let's add a little more crystal 20 uh, to see what we get there. I have way too many tabs open. Uh, <laughs> crystal 20. Let's add another half ounce. Oops. Okay, it's going to want me to add quite a bit more to modify that. So, what's a color you where on where on that chart uh, do you want to land? Um let's See, I mean, I just I don't think it needs to be like quite, you know, a real amber, but it definitely should be somewhere between um where it is now i don't how does this work uh so do you, do you have that uh, chart open or that chart opened up the ingredients oh no uh so back she, in the show notes um uh, there's uh, a uh, reference chart oh, you can click oh, on oh there we go sorry i was <laughs> just kind of talking out of my ass and hoping to yes yeah, so i'd say probably closer to like the 11 12 okay so let's um, add some uh, let's add some Chris more crystal twenty, and we'll start by gunning for uh, gunning for eleven and first and seeing where uh, that lands us on the grain profile. Brian, maybe I'm a dum dum, but what is the difference between the crystal twenty versus the other crystals? Uh, so it, roughly speaking, um how much more color it imparts so like a crystal 20 is gonna slightly tweak or a crystal 120 if you add some crystal 120 it's gonna make your beer a whole lot darker gotcha so what color what number did you give miranda like an 11 12 11 12 okay so let's see here i'm gonna switch over to the advanced mode and dial that in a little closer Actually, Brian, if you want to dumb this down for dummies, mm-hmm. you can just add, uh, if you add crystal 60, uh, yes, adding, and the, the, adding the minimum number amount of crystal 60 puts us right at 12. Gotcha. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, not, and, and I think this is probably like a learning process for us. It, we haven't really messed around with the crisp, the different crystals much. So. Yeah. We've usually stayed right in the color balance. It recommends. And I actually just switched over to the advanced tool in this and it automatically switched me over from crystal 20 to crystal 60. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so where I am, where I've got this laid out now is replace the crystal 20 with four ounces of crystal 60. Uh, that keeps our ABV at 7.2, uh, 
and sets the SRM at 12. So uh, a little darker than where we are, kind of bordering on that amber range, but uh, still, still recognizable as an IPA. So, okay, are we good with uh, are we good with that with the grain setup there? I think I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay, so I suspect the next section, Miranda, is where you're going to have the most fun. Yes. <laughs> okay, so base recipe here uses 0.9 ounces of bitter of summit as a bittering, 0.3 ounces of citra as a flavor, 0.3 ounces of amarillo as a flavor, 0.2 ounces of citra as aroma, and 0.2 ounces of amarillo as aroma. Now, where this uh, ingredient sheet comes really in handy, if you dial over to that hops tab, this is going to give you the characteristics of those hops. So we can uh, we can add to what's already there, or we can take away stuff and use other hops in its place, depending on what you're going for. Okay, yeah, so... I think for this one, um, again, for the, the pine aspects, would Simcoe be the best one to make sure that we have in the uh si- yeah, if you're beer? if you're going for if you're going for uh hoppy, bitter, piney, Simcoe's definitely it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's got Amarillo in there now, uh to sweeten it up a bit. We can take some of that away and um t- or replace it entirely and go with simcoe to go with more of the hoppy bitter yeah yeah let's go for it okay so nice. let's let's take out the amarillo and going to gr- throw in oops, 0.3 ounces of simcoe and you'll notice at the top there, um, the uh, description changes every time we uh, add some ingredients. So where we are at now, replacing the Amarillo as a flavor with 0.3 ounces of Simcoe as the flavor, is we've got flavors of citrus, tropical fruit, and floral highlighting a deep amber specialty IPA that is big and bitter. Now... IBU is where we're going to pay attention to for how bitter this is. Uh, we're currently at 55, which which is middle of the pack for a hazy IPA. Do you want to go more bitter than that? Maybe a little bit. Okay. I, I love a big in-your-face bitter IPA. It's a personal preference, but very applicable to this situation. Gotcha. So let's see where it's going to let me add it, because I can only add so many, so much hops to this. Um, let's see. And th- this whole thing is just experimenting and playing around. Um, so let's try taking away a little bit of Summit. We're going to add Simcoe in on the flavoring as well. Okay, so what I've done, we're still at 55 here, but we're going with 0.8 ounces of Summit and 0.2 ounces of Simcoe in the bittering. And um, where was it? And 0.2 ounces of uh, Citra as the aroma and 0.2 ounces of Amarillo as the aroma. We're at a... Bitter Deep Amber Specialty IPA that is big and strong. Um, 
Now we have one more place where we can add more hops to get it more bitter, and that's gonna be in the dry hop stage, which is going to be two tabs over. So here's where we can go more bitter if we want. Uh, do you want to take out the Amarillo again and replace it with more uh, Simcoe? Uh, yeah, let's try it for sure. Uh, we are definitely going to be those trash Northwest brewers <laughs> today. Also, I can hear Quinn thrashing around back there. Yeah, he just left. Hi, Quinn. Bye, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we replaced the Amarillo with 0.3 ounces of Simcoe in the dry hops. The IBU is still at 55, um, still pretty hoppy, but we've cut out the sweet and replaced it replaced it with more of the piney tone. So this one is bitter. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to try it. <laughs> uh, it's very bitter forward. There's going to be a little bit of citrus, uh, citrus tropical and floral notes in there as well, but uh, it's bitter first and foremost. Love it. Okay, so... Here's where we are now at 7.2 ABV, 55 IBU, and SRM of 12. Any changes you want to make to this? I think I'm good right now. This I, is... I am so fucking excited to order this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's it, except for one thing. You need to name this beer. Oh, no. <laughs> She's not great at this. No offense, Miranda. <laughs> no, none taken. I. We could go with something Andori, Ewoki. Um. Oh God. There's got to be something about the non-imperial Andoran ale. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I love it. Non-imperial Andorian ale. That's great. I that might be my favorite name of anything we've come up with so far. <laughs> Ryan's just so excited he gets to make a fucking IPA. He, you could have been like, it's, I'm, I'm calling it butt beer, and he would be like, that's my favorite name. <laughs> Listen, we've had a run of porters and stouts. I am happy to make something I can finally brew and enjoy. Okay, throw this in the notes. It is the non-imperial Andorian ale. Perfect. I love that so much. Uh, and save. I will be ordering this later tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent. That was great. I am. I can't wait to have it. Ah. <laughs> uh. That'll probably be the first one that when when we uh, so we'll probably move in fewer than two months. You're um, finally going to be able to set up your Pico. Yes, yes, we are finally going to be able to set up our Pico, and maybe this will be the first one that we do. I think this yeah. would be a good starting point on this one. Just an insane, <laughs> super happy Northwest style <laughs> IPA. Listeners, it only took us six episodes, but we finally came up with the Northwest trash IPA we've all been wanting to make. Yay. Go <laughs> us. Uh, Everyone else is sitting at home. I hate this. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you can help keep your stouts and porters. Let us have this. 
We, we love it. It's so good and it tastes like trees and like <laughs> paint thinner <laughs> in like a good way. <laughs> uh, it's true and I can't wait. <laughs> the tastiest paint thinner in all of the galaxy. Oh, uh, just the best paint thinner. <laughs> Shall we close out with some questions? Let's do it. Kate asks, who's excited for spring training? Me. Vaguely. <laughs> I I love baseball. I do too. And but the thing with spring training is I get so fucking excited for it and then the first game com- game comes around and then inning three rolls out and you're watching some fucking nobody utility player from double A <laughs> Scranton and then you're like, Oh right, spring training is a month of this bullshit. It is not entertaining. <laughs> it's not great. It's not fun. It's great in theory. If you don't follow it too closely, it's kind of great. But if you follow it, it ju- I just recommend not doing that. I, yeah, I think spring training might be great if I'm actually in Arizona or uh, at Wide World of Sports out here with a cold beer watching baseball in the distance. Yeah, that, that sounds nice. On TV or on the radio, it's just awful. Yeah. Listen, I don't care about spring training because I do not follow baseball. But Bryce Harper is still not signed as of today. And as a vague Nats fan, I have many feelings about it. Uh, The whole uh, free agent market is quite strange right now. And I kind of think there's a labor stoppage coming in the future (laughs) because, ooh, yeah, that's that's not great. Uh, Agree. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned to see if there's a baseball strike coming up. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy uh gabriel asked and i think this question is for me does the state of florida baseball make you sad angry <laughs> amused listen i'm a f- i'm a fucking mariners fan <laughs> my whole baseball existence is just dark comedy so whatever <laughs> uh i do have like a particular uh strange interest in the marlins um, is it because of the home insane. run statue? No, I I just have always been interested in them. I I remember their redesign. I feel like that's the only people that uh, that's the only team the Nats ever fucking played when I lived in DC for some reason. <laughs> I was like, I know they're they're like they're supposed to play each other a bunch, but why is the only game that I'm ever watching the Nats playing the Mariners? I mean the the Marlins, Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> and their weird stadium, and there's just oh, it's just a rich tapestry. That state, their current stadium, that is just a marvel of what the fuckery. I know, I love it so much. <laughs> it It is so bad, it's circled around to amazing. I know, exactly. That's where I'm at. I'm like, I don't care about this. Like, they're, they're in the, like, the NL. I could care fucking less. Like, I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where I am on Florida baseball. <laughs> Uh, Diana asks, thoughts on the, uh, rain moving to Tacoma? Um, hilarious. <laughs> um, fuck Tacoma does not have the same ring to it, but I'm sure we'll learn to chant it. Uh, there's so many more ways to make fun of Tacoma, though. <laughs> this, this is true. Um, it's, it's. It, it's great that it has the same number of syllables as Seattle. It will move right into the chants very nicely. 
Um, <laughs> and honestly, uh, as a supporter of 107ists and the Rose City Riveters, who are our independent supporters trust here in Portland, um, where the uh, rain used to play uh, was abysmal. Memorial um, Stadium is fucking awful. Abysmal. Um, there, there was no ADA access for uh, any visiting fans. Um, the toilets overflowed on the reg before games started. Um, so I, I, I honestly, I, I can't imagine that the locker rooms were particularly nice, though I did not <laughs> see them. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a better fan experience. I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's good for the the NWSL. I wish that they could have stayed in Seattle, but there really isn't an appropriate place for, you know, kind of like a, a middle-sized stadium that would be good to watch soccer in. Um, so, and this isn't totally outside of the realm for, you know, what the NWSL does, which is like, you know, this this team plays in D.C. No, they don't. They play in fucking Maryland yeah. in how, the middle of nowhere. How far away is Tacoma from Seattle? Or how it's far is the new um, stadium? About 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, so it is a D.C. situation. Yeah, it sure is. Great. Um, great thing is, and this is, please do not record this and put it on repeat but um <laughs> the rain ha- they have a great fan base they have uh, amazing supporters um and i mean i think it's going to be more family friendly i think that's how to i think that's really how to grow the game so you know i obviously have a lot of opinions on yeah. this but um <laughs> and you know the, the, I, I think it's an exciting move yeah and the business partnership they're going into with uh what was Sounders FC two and now Tacoma Defiance as well as the Tacoma Rainiers? It it's a it's a good arrangement. Um, like you, know, I wish they could have stayed in Seattle, um, but uh, there there's just not the facilities in Seattle uh, for it. Um, but uh, it's yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see them playing in an empty CenturyLink, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, and. Uh, CenturyLink, CenturyLink's already tough enough uh, trying to get the Seahawks and the Sounders on the same page schedule-wise. Adding oh, a third or even fourth team into the mix would have been just untenable. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an exciting move. I think if I was a Seattle fan, oh my god, why did I say that? Um, I would be pissed. Um, it's going to be hard for people without fucking cars, which there are a lot of in Seattle. So. Yeah, although even if you had a... even. Uh, even if you didn't have a car and you were trying to get to Mercer, uh, it's this is true. Again, Mercer and <laughs> Memorial Stadium, fucking nightmare. I used to work on South Lake Union and had to deal with the Mercer mess every day. It's worse <laughs> now. <laughs> this is a great point. Thank you for bringing us all back down. No, I'm just really excited that the the no ADA seating for visiting fans was like mm-hmm. one of my biggest fucking pet peeves and um, really just not a cool thing. Um, so that. If they fix that and they over and they fix the overflowing toilets, I'll be happy. Well, I I know where they're currently playing. Uh, home of um, Cheney Stadium is yeah, Cheney Stadium's a really nice facility, um, and they're going to be building a soccer specific stadium next door to it. Uh, that should also be pretty nice. Yeah, that's so that's that's really exciting for them. I I hope the fans 
will be able to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, it wasn't like they could get to Memorial Stadium before. Totally. Do you have any thoughts on this, Miranda? Sorry, we just went off. No, you also I, like women's soccer. <laughs> I know very little about Seattle, so I just trust your judgment on that. <laughs> That's why would you ever do that? It's like it's the one thing we can agree on in, in regards to Northwest soccer. Fuck Memorial Stadium. Fuck Memorial Stadium. It's a horrible place to play. NB. Just the worst. <laughs> um, one final question. Diana also asks, have you accepted Gritty as your lord and savior? <laughs> Absolutely. I I worship at the house of Gritty. Oh, Same. I can't believe Gritty gave me something to like about the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I love him so much. Listeners, the 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 journey we have taken on this show involving Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> we were staunchly opposed. No longer. <laughs> no longer. I have seen the errors of my ways. All hail Gritty. All hail Gritty, our orange overlord. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Miranda, thank you so much for coming on and partaking in the bullshit this month. Yeah, thank, thanks again for having me. Had a great time. Hopefully uh, we can move soon and break out the Pico so whoop, whoop. we can get this uh, non-imperial Endorian ale Uh up and running. Ah, uh, so good. I love that title so much. <laughs> love it so much. Uh, where can we find you on uh, online or on the interwebs, as it were? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at RealBabyBird. That's probably the only place worth finding me. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's also at RealBabyBird, but I would not get your hopes up there. But they can also find you on Book Wars Pod now. Yes, I am on the Book Wars pod. Uh, again, we had an episode drop today. Very excited about uh, joining the crew moving forward. Um, yeah. Thanks for moving, Miranda, and also living with us. <laughs> That's the other lead we buried. Miranda also lives in my house. <laughs> or our, our house. Sorry. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> She's lived in that apartment longer than I have. So I was in Denmark when they moved. So I don't even really get... It's really her apartment. <laughs> it's all it's all fluid and weird with all the Denmark going on. Uh, it's fine. I'm only here for three weeks this time. I'll be back in March. I'm so excited to have shitty Pacific Northwest weather immediately upon my return. <laughs> the shitty weather is comforting in a way. It's going to get slightly warmer and then just pour for just several, several months. <laughs> I for one miss We're all it. very excited. <laughs> uh, anything you uh, want to plug? Yeah, you can find me on Book Wars Pod too sometimes. Um, uh, I'm still doing kind of uh, production and editing on that side, so don't think I'm too far away. I can still put my sneaky end tags or beginning tags in whenever I want, and no one can stop me. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, you know where I am. I'm at It's Keeks on uh twitter i wasn't fortunate to get enough to get that handle anywhere else i don't think so just find my other shit there if you care to do that um 
follow uh, at Tashi Station Brewhouse at TS Brewhouse on Twitter, though, if you are interested um, in what we're all drinking. Um, I'll probably send Miranda that login at some point just so that she can uh, keep us up to date on what's happening in the Pacific Northwest as our special Pacific Northwest beer correspondent while I, I'm gone. I approve <laughs> of this. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, where can the people find you, Brian? I am Lane Winry on Twitter, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Uh, TashiStation.net is where you can find this show and the myriad of others I'm on. Uh, what else? Uh, should say, uh, we have a, I've got a new episode of uh, Mouse Droid coming out tomorrow. Uh, we've got a bunch of shows coming this weekend. Uh, check out the Tashi Station radio mega feed for all of those. Uh, and I should plug our Patreon, patreon.com slash Tashi Station. One dollar gets you into the Patreon-exclusive Slack team, where you can talk about beer with us whenever you damn well please. It's fun stuff. Do it. It's very great. There are corgi pictures as well. There are cor- mm. There are many <laughs> corgi pictures. If you don't care about beer or us, there are corgis. Which everyone cares about, Everyone I think. cares about corgis, so fuck <laughs> us. Join for the corgis. <laughs> Also, celebrations coming up. Let us know if you're going to be there. I will not be there. Don't hate me, everyone. Things are are complicated. But let us know if you're going to be there, because find Brian, buy him a beer. I'm telling you to buy him a beer. He would say he'll buy you a beer, but... It's true, I would. (laughs) But yes, uh, come talk to us about Star Wars and sports and beer if you want. If you're nice. If you're not nice, you can stay away from us. Correct. Just don't bother if you're not nice. All right. Again, you can find this show on the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed and the dedicated Tashi Station Brewhouse Feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll catch you all next month to craft another new beer. So long, everyone. Mm-hmm.